0: Hello everyone, welcome to this week's podcast of things you should know to make your business grow. Today we're going to talk about market expansion and we're going to particularly look at the Asia Pacific region or what many people call APAC. And I'm joined by two of my colleagues, uh, Oka Athli, who looks after our business in India. Oka, would you like to say hello, please?
1: Hello, everyone. Hi, Mark. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to being part of this podcast.
0: Great. Uh, wonderful to have you here today, Oka. And we're also joined by Siwon Ren, who's our Chief Operating Officer at GIGCMO and is also CEO of GIGCMO China. C1, welcome to today's podcast.
2: Thank you, Mark. Hi, Oka. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to sharing some insights about the re- region.
0: E- excellent. Great to have you both here. And it, this conversation is really important because we are a strategic partner of a firm called go to market Global that's based in the UK and helps UK firms uh, basically enter new markets around the world and we have been uh, participating with them in sessions meeting UK firms who are looking at APAC so we have a number of learnings from our engagements our roundtables that we run with them and we'd like to share with you our listeners some of the some of the highlights so let's talk about the asia pacific region. when people think about it they say oh asia pacific and it's kind of like saying europe or north america it doesn't really mean a lot it, until you dive down because these are huge regions and people know india and china huge countries you know over a billion and a half of, of, of people in each uh, but what they forget Is once you take those two countries out of the region, there's another billion and a half people in the rest of the Asia-Pacific region. And it's very diverse, very Western, like Australia and New Zealand. And of course, then completely different cultures for many people uh, throughout the Asia-Pacific region. So it has its own challenges in every single country. So you It's very difficult to have a strategy for the Asia Pacific region. You need to think which country are you going into first? So one of the key challenges for any business is if they're going to go into a new market, which markets should they go to? Now, you might be one of those lucky businesses, all of a sudden you got orders from overseas and you think that makes your life easier because an order has fallen into your lap and you think, oh, maybe I should look more there but from a best practice approach, what do you think, Oka, what's the... Where should you really start in terms of when you're thinking of the Asia Pacific region, what's the first thing you should be doing?
1: Well, see, the first thing is really start with a situational analysis, meaning do a thorough understanding of the context of your new marketplace. And when we say thorough, Mm -hmm. It includes understanding the political, economic, social, technological environment and the legal framework uh, because it would be a mistake to assume uh, that the current environment and frameworks from your country are the same as your target country. Uh, And therefore,
0: that's a a great point,
1: because
0: a lot of times we all work with these frameworks and many of us who went to business school and through life, you know, have these frameworks, people forget to apply them, don't they? Because doing Absolutely. something like this will give you these these real insights and let you know if there's any landmines or issues along the way, correct?
1: Absolutely right, Mark. You know, for example, you know, providers of internet services or providers of uh, pharmaceutical services or health tech services should not automatically assume uh, that they do not face regulatory hurdles in the In their target market, so that's really one. Uh, The second analysis is really about understanding the total addressable market, Uh, because linking back to what you said, Mark, one is really the population of a particular country, and this which could be very different from your addressable market, which is really uh, dependent on what you offer. Uh,
0: Yes, that that's true. You know, you have countries like Indonesia, who has, you know, very underdeveloped and then extremely developed uh, parts of the country.
1: Absolutely. And the same is true with Vietnam. And therefore, uh, one needs to treat these very differently. Yeah. What, what do you what would you say, Siyuan? I I think what you both
2: said were uh, absolutely right. And first of all, uh, if you look at the uh, APAC region, although uh, it's one region, it's uh, formed of many different countries. Each country and each uh, uh, region in within the big region uh, has uh, their own uh, political, social, economical uh, uh, landscape. And and not like Europe, uh, where uh, especially in the European Union, um, the it's a common market uh, within uh, APAC. Uh, each uh, the the culture, the the uh, mindset, the uh, regulations, the political uh, uh, climate—they're all very different.
0: Although they're trying to do their best in terms of create common markets across the region. It, 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 it's at the very, very early stages, and this goes back to really the '50s in, in Europe when there wasn't. There was just the beginning of the European Common Market, and of course, in those days, everybody remembered. Oh, Tuesday, I'm in, I'm in Belgium, and you had to change currencies in every country. So it's mm-hmm. not so easy to to move around everywhere, is it, Siwan?
2: No, it's not. Therefore, when you look at the APAC region. Um, it is, uh, the first is to look at uh, which country uh, within the region is most uh, uh, suitable for uh, your company and to, to look into it uh, and uh, research it. After looking at the pastel analysis market size, one important thing is uh, the segmentation. Now, of course, you can segment within uh, a country uh, uh, in Asia uh, Asia Pacific, but also consider there might be a a segment that across uh, Asia Pacific with their own characteristics uh, 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 in different countries. However, you still need to look at uh, uh, in that segment. What are the different characters uh, from different countries? But of course, you can look at country as a segment, say you target India or China. And we we know that. So when you look at segmentation and uh, target audience, that is a very important piece to uh, uh, to go deep and and analyze thoroughly.
0: And what do you think about that?
1: yes i totally agree because uh, you know a lot of companies tend to make the mistake of treating the market as one and that's where they go wrong because you really can't be everything to everybody you will succeed uh, only if you divide the market into homogeneous buckets uh, which is market segmentation as cu uh, explains and then zero in on a core target audience of your choice you know this is the audience you know that you will most succeed with in that particular market. Uh, yes. So, for example, yeah, and that again really depends on um, how well defined the market is, how large the market is, and how confident you are of meeting the needs of that particular target uh, very effectively. And which again really links back to what your core strengths and your capabilities are. So, having identified the target audience, the next step. Is to really create a profile of that audience in much more detail, because uh, this really is the link between identifying the audience and deciding how do I really reach them and connect to them very effectively. Uh, so right. what we found, so what I found is that customer profiling is a step that a lot of um, companies tend to miss, uh, or a lot of them seem to give less importance to. Uh, assuming that if they've done a proper identification of the target audience, they don't need to profile it. Uh, But profiling becomes very critical because these are markets which are very different uh, from the home market, Uh, the cultures are different, the way consumers process messages is very different, the channels that they respond to is very different, and therefore, a profile is really uh, your detailed understanding of what the consumer is about, uh, what channels does the consumer use, what does he or she need, and therefore, what do I really need to do in terms of uh, tactics to really reach out to the customer? Uh, would you, what would you say, Sion? I,
2: I think you are absolutely spot on. Um, I think... In terms of the the uh, approach, the um, uh, market analysis and segmentation, customer profiling, it's no difference from uh, your usual uh, marketing uh, market analysis from uh, other regions, uh, other uh, other countries, or your home market. However, important thing is that when you look at APAC, because of the diversity, uh, it's uh, it's it's more complicated and when you talk about customer profiling uh and, and you have uh, you, you have to conquer the the cultural gap as well how are, how are you going to understand the the target audience that you're not familiar with um uh, using a local uh, partner to help you with that is quite important uh someone who has uh, uh local knowledge and local uh, insights will be very beneficial on that.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, really linking to that, uh, you know, when you try to enter the APAC market, not only will you have other global competitors, but there will be a lot of local competition as well. And uh, that's where Yes. And that is why the point you mentioned, Sivan, becomes very important about having a local partner that you can trust and who can help you navigate uh, the competitive landscape in that region. Uh, You know, for example, uh, this is very important in India. I'm sure it's very important in Vietnam uh, and other countries as well. Uh, because one of the characteristics of the APAC region is that a lot of relationships are based on trust uh, and some kind of a mutual affinity, which is perhaps slightly different uh, from the other parts of the world.
0: Yes, there's a, 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 trust works in a different way. Uh, I, I, in different countries and cultures around the world. I think one of the really interesting things from ev- everything you've talked about in terms of looking at those opportunities, I think you really have to come back and and look at your own fundamentals. If you don't know who you are, it's going to be very difficult to succeed globally. So it's about understanding their business model and value proposition and how that may need to change for these new markets
2: i i I noticed that um a lot of uh uh, companies they have a good business model in the home market they're doing really well and when they um when they plan to go to apac uh, region they thought About the tactical side, Uh, oh, uh, what is a social media strategy, for example? Uh, How 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 do we tell this uh, story? Uh, What's the message? How can we tailor the story? And uh, I I noticed with after our discussion with them, um, they realized that they probably have to review their business model and a value proposition because. Yes, the core business will not change, um, but people in dif- uh, in those regions will perceive uh, your brand, your business, your product, and the services differently. Uh, like uh, what well, you said, Mark, that uh, different country uh, regard trust uh, and think trust differently. It's the same that uh, uh, they, they will see your product, understand your product, and your business differently. So reviewing right. your business model and value proposition to see whether it suits the target market or whether you need to adapt to the uh, target market is so important.
0: So when you bring the business model and value proposition together and complete that situation analysis that uh, Oka and, uh, you and myself have discussed, I guess that's where you need to do that final SWAT, Wilka, and, and, and put it all together.
1: Yes, yes, because uh, what we've also experienced, and I think uh, we've had a couple of discussions around this as well, that very often uh, companies collect a lot of information and data, uh, and they analyze and process this information in parts, and sometimes make decisions based on that. Uh, but I think what really needs to be done is it has to be stitched together uh, and summarized in the form of a SWOT, uh, based on which you can you can really decide what are the actions that you really need to take. Uh, so what are your strengths? Uh, you know what your strengths are. Uh, the market analysis and the whole situational analysis will also tell you what the market thinks your strengths are. And that's very powerful to know. Uh, You need to understand your weaknesses uh, very objectively, and this is where a third party can help you do that. And what really are the opportunities based on the competitive scenario there, based on what your target customer needs, uh, based on what the gaps in the market are is what would be really useful to put together. And finally, uh, what are the threats that companies haven't really thought about and this part, uh, Mark, and see you on. Uh, I'm sure you will agree that this is a part that needs a lot of thought. Uh, mm-hmm. And companies need to spend time on this because this also gets ignored sometimes. Because you need to think about what can go wrong once you enter that market two years down the line or five years down the line. And ideally, uh, your entry strategy should also incorporate. A plan to uh, mitigate any threats that might uh, face you in future. Yes, totally
2: agree. It's uh, it's n- neglected by a lot of company, and also bear in mind that uh, sometimes it's a, a strength in your home market. It's not necessarily a, a strength for a new in the new market. For example, uh, we uh, talked to uh, one of the uh, small, very profitable companies uh, in the UK, um, and one of their uh, strengths is their customer service uh, and also their pricing. However, when they're looking to uh, other markets and uh, uh, the pricing uh, and the customer service are not necessarily a, a strength for them anymore in APAC, uh, because of the labor cost. And also, uh, sometimes it's difficult to deliver uh, a customer, a customer service remotely, even though uh, uh, technology, now we're talking on Zoom and Teams all the time, there's still a time difference. So uh, looking at uh, the SWOT analysis uh, uh, in the new market uh, needs to think about uh, uh, operational Uh, and the logistical uh, 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 issue and considerations as well.
0: Yes. Absolutely. So I I think in terms of, I guess looking at the Asia Pacific region, and I think anybody looking at that, there's some homework they can do themselves. Just put a big grid together of all the different countries and put down the different points you, you know about each of the countries to come up with an overall assessment of the opportunity at a very high level and then you know as we discussed here C1 mentioned look at the fundamentals and okay you highlighted uh, along with C1 looking at the overall situation and from that when you complete the SWOT you're then in a spot to say okay here's our two or three priority markets or maybe there's only one to begin with i think that funnel approach many of these firms would benefit because otherwise they get lost in the opportunities. Oh, where do I start? And sometimes yes. they decide, Oh, let's start in Australia because we think they're similar to us or there's a, you know, a supposed familiarity, but that might not be the best place to start all the time.
2: I, I think what Mark suggested is uh, uh, is a really good approach. Um, yeah. Doing market research, it isn't cheap. Um, But as a a company, uh, you can start with uh, some research yourself and put a grid together, looking at uh, a desktop research on the pastel analysis market situation. Uh, You can get uh, a lot of information uh, online and through uh, uh, talking to partners, talking to potential uh, uh, clients uh, in that region. Uh, and then uh, uh, perform a a SWOT analysis and identify uh, which one or which few uh, are the priorities to consider, even priorities to consider to do market research.
0: Correct. So I think, you know, and one of the things we're talking about, yes, companies should do their own desk research to get going, to look at it. And that's where they can work with uh, companies like ourselves after they've got an initial focus on the region to work with ourselves to help uh, take their analysis to a high level, stress test it, get our outside perspective and our local perspective that we bring to the organizations. And I think the other exciting thing with, with the UK at the moment is we all know the UK is focused on new markets. Yeah. They have to find new markets to grow. And there's a huge focus from the government on APAC in particular. And there's a number of programs being run by uh, the DIT in terms of matching funds up to £9,000 to do market research or consultancy or other issues like that. So there's help available. There's help available in the organization. Uh, People have some understandings already. They can do desk research. They engage people like ourselves. They can get some funding from the government. And it's not a lot of money, as as you mentioned. You can't really go to a new market on the cheap, but you can certainly do it in a low-cost manner. And we look forward to continuing this conversation. So thank you both, C1 and Oka, uh, for joining me today for this podcast on market expansion and how to start looking at the APAC region. And I'd like to invite you both back in future, and we can get in detail about once you know your route to market what do you do with your marketing mix and how can you really make that work in some of the different countries that uh, SMEs and businesses, in fact, of all sizes are looking at? So, uh, thank you, Oka. It's been a pleasure having you here today.
1: Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Siwan. It was lovely talking to the two of you.
0: Okay, thank you. And Siwan, it's been a, a pleasure having you on our podcast as well today.
2: Thank you very much for having me. And it's a pleasure talking to you both.
0: Great. So I'd like to thank all the listeners of the podcast for tuning in again to things you know to help your business grow. And we're now also on Apple Podcasts. We're very excited about that. And we look forward to hearing your feedback as always. And speak soon.